Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's a very special day in the Casher Legero household. We've got some fun guests. I'm very excited about our guests. I'm not excited about the last two hours of my life that brought me to this moment in time right now. What happened? Uh, well, you know what happened, but it's almost too disgusting to talk about on camera. I recommended you not say it. <laughs> well, the first part's really gross, but then it just starts to get comedic. Well, let's find out. Okay, so the baby had to go to the bathroom and used her potty, and then... She took a doom-doom. She took, <laughs> she <laughs> she took, a, took a dump. Dump-a-roo. And then we were like, oh... Chocolate Mountain. Where did it go? Oh, the dog ate it, Pablo. And then he came in. This dog. And then he came inside, vomited all over, all over. I don't think this is good. The couch. And then upstairs. Shit vomit. Wait, hold on. Then we were eating Chinese food, and then Moshe accidentally opened up a packet of chili oil all over him. Well, it squirted. It squirted. It squirted. The way you would, it squirted like a like a big a big nut in a in a comedic porn. You know, where it's like yeah yeah yeah, like it was kind of like, like splash. all over his face. It went every, oh every drop went on his body. Like chili oil that's too hot for children to eat. Like you know the the all restaurant the puts it on the side. To his credit, he was like kind of, and now I realize because I was thinking to myself, it just sprayed all over his face and like on his nose, and I was like, why isn't he like yelping? And then I realized he was probably like, oh, I don't. I don't feel pain. I just ate an entire human shit. <laughs> like, do you know how gangster I am? Like, I, I just I just ate a whole shit and then puked it up. I'm like John Rambo. <laughs> and so then 
He's got red chili oil all over his white bald body and then runs right into the bedroom on our on new... Our, on our comforter. Our new comforter from our... Our uh, brand new sheets sent to us by um, Brooklinen, <laughs> one of our sponsors. So he gets... He rolls around with his chili oil and then we have to stop dinner so Moshe can give him a bath. In the kitchen sink. I threw him in the kitchen sink and gingerly gave him a bath with his chili oil soaked. Look at him now, though. He still has chili oil on, all over his eyes. Well, I just did what I could. I mean, I, I, I scrubbed him and I scrubbed him, but he seems okay now. So well, my question is, anyone out have there... Have you ever had a day that bad where you eat a, a whole shit, puke, you- <laughs> get chili oil sprayed all over you like a bukkake scene, and I- then get a force bath? I was actually more going to ask if anyone knew what to do if you don't like your dog. Yeah, honey. We know you want to not have Pablo in your life anymore. What can I do? He's he, he's he definitely lowers my um quality of life. Definitely. Yeah. Uh well I'm very excited about our next guest. Well, I'm excited about them too. They are a comedy couple that are married much like uh, you and I. They're so funny. They have one child. They are really cool parents and uh I really love them both. Yep, both I great I feel very stand-ups. lucky to know them. Bonnie, a great uh, director as well as a stand-up. Bonnie's movie, Women Aren't Funny, is so good. It's ahead of its time. Uh, please, you have to watch it. I, I don't understand why everyone didn't see this. It's so good. I think you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Are you in do. it? I don't even... I, I remember filming it when I watched it. I don't remember seeing myself, but oh, I think I'm in it. Oh, you didn't make the cut. No, I think I am in it, but I... Either Let's way, ask her about it. Why? Either way, it's so good. It's got you know Doug Stanhope's in it. There's a lot. She has. She makes a lot of. I feel like I learned something from watching it that I what hadn't seen before. It's about basically. I mean, it's it's a it's a documentary style, fake documentary kind of uh, about comedy, and the takeaway is something I had never really thought of. And f- had framed in my head in that way. Like I really learned something. What's the takeaway from the movie? Um, that if you think that women aren't funny, you're just kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, idiot. You're just a dumb person. Like it's. I don't know. Just the way the way that it was framed. It's it's so funny. It's one of these like um, bizarre, pervasive. I don't want to, I hesitate to even call it a myth because I don't think it's a myth. I think it's actually more of a, because I don't, I don't think it's people, bel- when people are in the comments on the internet going like women aren't funny, I actually don't think that they, it's like a, this is, I don't want to overstate it, but it's like, it's like a slur more than it is a myth. It's like a, it's a, it's a barbed weapon. Uh, You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. Because it's like there's been famous, hugely famous and hugely hilarious women in comedy for 50 years now, right? So anybody that's saying something like that, it's not like they are, it's almost like saying like Jews are greedy, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, um, you're right. It just betrays the kind of intellect you have. It's the kind of person that you are. That's what you're displaying when you say that kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. So I... such a good movie and I I know she worked on it for a few years and um, if you haven't seen it watch it now it's so good don't watch it now watch it instead of this podcast no 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 no. (laughs) don't watch it now wait until we introduce our guests do a full podcast women aren't funny and then then 
get on to Amazon Prime and watch Women Aren't Funny. The director of Women Aren't Funny is waiting in the wings right now, the one and only... Bonnie McFarlane. And her lovely husband, Rich Voss. Hi. Wait, I can't see. I can't see you either. Sorry it's so late there. We won't keep you past an hour. Hi, guys. Please, we all do we stay up all I can't night. see you guys. That's what I said to them. That's what I said to Natasha. I said, these are nightclub performers. It's not like these are people that go to bed at 7 p.m. Yeah, I can't I, I can't sleep anyhow. If I try, I, I, I get three, maybe four hours a night, then a nap in the day. Rich, you look good. Who does? You. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to make sure it was me and not Bonnie. Well, I already, I already have seen Bonnie, but I ha- and, and she does look good. But I haven't seen you in a while. You seem younger or something. I don't know. You we know? have the Zoom on. Touch up my appearance. <laughs> also, too, and, and I came to this epiphany today that for the last year I haven't had to deal with club owners and rejection. So now I have more self-esteem. So I feel a lot better. Wait, Rich, can I can I tell you a story and you verify whether it's true or not? Yes. Of the I I often would ask club I won't say what club and you can we can edit this out if you don't want this to see the public light of day. I don't. But I would often ask bookers at clubs, what's the worst comedian situation you've ever had to deal with? And one club owner told me, tell me if this is true, that you were booked at the at a club and you were in the hotel. And you hated the hotel that they put you in and and said, I'm not staying here. I got to go someplace else. And they wouldn't move you. And then finally, you, you, you paid for it yourself or something like that. Anyway, when the maid went into the room, the heat had been turned all the way up and there were cold cuts on the radiator so that it was like <laughs> yep. cooking meat. Is that- Well, one... Uh, yeah, I think the only place that happened was Dr. Grins or Grin. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to say. I don't care. It's a dump. It's a dump. Where is that? It, it's in, outside of Detroit. It was such oh. a dump. But I... I What's done, with the meat? No, like, no. First of all, if, can I just say what? this? If it was me and someone told me that story, I'd be like, the meat part's not true. Like, I well, would just hear that well, well, so quickly. Well, but let me tell you what I'm First mm. of all, the hotel stunk. The gig stuck. Oh, let me explain. I don't do well. I don't eat meat. Like the only thing I ate in life for the last thirty years, but I even quit that, was uh, chicken and turkey. I didn't eat meat, so no, that that's not true. If anything, why I, wouldn't you say? Well, how would you not know if you like? Well, who knows? I do a lot of weird things in hotels with food. <laughs> you know, if I if I'm so, it sounds food. like it's verified, Moshe. It, no, it could be called. I, I don't think I did that though. I don't. I wouldn't. Well, wait, what you wouldn't say? I don't. Oh no! I wait. Here's it. why. Oh, here's, oh, here's why it couldn't have happened. Uh, one, I don't eat meat. Two, I wouldn't be cooking meat. Well, the, 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 the thing that you don't eat meat actually leads me to believe that it did happen because there's no way you would leave food that you would actually no. eat to rot in a hotel well, room. Like I know first your all, personality, I, and you you will not give up free food. Are you as stupid as they are? <laughs> First of all, what I'm trying to say is... Did you just insult everyone? No, no, I mean the people at the hotel. Oh, oh. <laughs> Storing meat on a rabbit. You want to store meat, you you freeze it, you keep it cold. He's you saying you did it to be a dick. You don't. Yeah, like it was a retali- or like a retaliatory... Oh, no. Why would anyone just leave no, meat on a radiator? No, maybe by accident I left some on somewhere. No, I would never do that because it wasn't the hotel's fault. 
that the club booked me there. I wouldn't have, I'm not, listen, I'm sober. I'm a sober person. I don't do that kind of shit. I would tell the owner to go fuck himself, but I would never, you know, I'm not one of these guys that go in the road and back in the day and in the condo and through the, you know, patio furniture in the pool. I, no, I, here's. It sounds like Dr. Grins took it the wrong way, whatever happened. And they thought yeah. they took it as a personal affront. And you were just grilling meat. <laughs> just, no. I can't believe you left a sandwich behind. I really, it well, no. <laughs> I've never seen you do that. No, listen. I can't wait till I leave you behind. I, uh, <laughs> are you me? Oh, you're my you're my sandwich right now. Uh, anyhow, the gig. Yeah, I'm gonna leave you behind. Oh. But I'm listen. I why well, badmouth a, a a gig that was you know in in a food court? Because you know? he's bad mouthing you. That's why. Oh. I think this is a long time ago. Oh, no, this was many years ago. I mean, hey, listen. Oh, it happened again a couple of weeks ago at another place. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. wait, I, I well, I want to just say that you guys are, you, I know we're all joking, but you guys have like such a fun relationship. I love, I love your podcast. I love watching your Instagram stories. I, I had you both over for dinner at my house. I left for five minutes. I come back. You, your daughter, and, and Bonnie, you guys are all just laughing together. You seem to really enjoy each other's company, and it's very inspiring. Well, yeah. this, look, it's Ray, Ray and I making fun of Rich 95% of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, Bonnie, at least you allowed uh, Rich to keep his design aesthetic in your house when you guys moved in. Okay, yes. I wanted to point that out, that this is Rich's believes Listen, that he's an incredible interior decorator. I'm great. And Wait, is this really you? I was joking. I assume no, this is all Bonnie. This is no. 100% Rich. This is 100%. I love, all Victorian, I love Victorian oil paintings. He Okay, no, listen. What happened was is that he has all these, he has a lot of these. He loves buying them on eBay. He, he buys no. them for the frames. No, no, no. no I, I bought some okay, at garage he likes, sales. He loves a gold frame. And me too. Me too. Yeah, I feel like Rich, you should be with Natasha. <laughs> this feels like more of a match, yes. the two of you. <laughs> well, you've only got the one, and that upsets him to see any. Well, there's a lot of wall any space. Any empty there. wall space. He's been watching The Crown, and all he does is go like this. Oh, those paintings! Every room has like ten gigantic, beautiful paintings. If you have you seen The Crown? It, yeah. Yeah, we're watching it together. It's unbelievable. The the artwork. Forget the storyline. Look at the artwork. You know, well, they were able to pilfer the entire Western world. I mean, that's what yeah. they, that's what they, the Royals did. They could they had their choice, pick of the litter. Yeah. Well, Rich wants to get um, fakes. <laughs> I don't have to listen. If, if we turned it around, I shown him that other picture. If that's real, that's worth thirty five thousand. It's what are your search words on eBay? Whoa. Anal. Oh wait, is that a Renoir? <laughs> Renoir. Wait, you go to eBay for anal? No. <laughs> yes. Are I, I, good I, deals? I, I, I got the website mixed up. You could buy it now. Fuck it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rich, not every room has to be salon style artwork. No, no, no. The living room only has. No, like, but every has day a, he says, "I we gotta get more." He he's I'm, he's I'm, addicted to the buying. He's got a no a, a, a addiction. Issue. Oh, what is it? I'm is this a, a what do you call one of those uh, where they get you together? What's it called? And uh, I thought you might be able to help him, Natasha. <laughs> you know, oh, is it an intervention yeah, on your oil painting? They're going you to read br- some letters. So, okay. <laughs> There's no way we could bring Natasha to an intervention on buying antiques online because she's got as big a problem as you do. I, 
I think Bonnie and I need to go to a group to get support for having a partner with this problem. <laughs> Natasha does it with furniture. She'll just she'll start getting panicky. Like like you know when a drug when you're a drug addict and you're about to cop and you start acting like really strange because there's a dealer coming over but you don't want to tell people. That's how Natasha starts acting when there's someone coming to drop furniture off. Oh my god, and that's I, so funny. Moshe's asked me if I'm trying to start a restaurant because <laughs> like in the yard I have all these different like. I just can't stop buying, you know. There's nothing Your better place than is amazing. There's nothing better than antiques. You know, either you, you know you could you could you can marry one or you could re revarnish one. Hey. Uh, <laughs> listen, you say you're trashing me. I'm sorry. I won't say anything mean again. But I don't care. what 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 I'm saying is, before years ago, uh, I used to have. I mean, I have the anxiety now, but when I had it really bad. I would go buy uh, furniture at garage sales and up in my apartment when I lived alone and sad, I would strip it and refurnish, uh, redo it and varnish it. And nice antiques. It had a nice armoire. Uh, uh, Tell them what happened when you your brother died and you what? asked them if you could. They said that the, the casket was like the price of the caskets. And then he said, the, oh, the oh. unvarnished one, he goes, can I come in? No. <laughs> No, listen. It's in my act. It's true. I mean, it's in. It's in. It's, the, un, the unstained one, okay? The stained one, exactly the same as the unstained one, was like $2,000 more. And it would have taken me, what, an hour to stain it for two? I said, just let me come and I'll stain it. I know. We model houses. What the fuck? Okay. No, you know that's why I like the Jewish Jewish coffins have uh, like the traditional Jew coffin. Yeah, it's just a plain pine box. It's no no, no varnish. No, it's cost it costs what the what the lumber costs. That's what yeah. it should be. Uh, yeah. Well, who cares? Why do you have to be in a Cadillac? No, I know shit. I would have thrown them in my fucking marble mile sleeping bag. I don't care. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Wait, so to answer or, or, you know, I know we've all been like stuck in the house and you're probably used to Rich being on the road all the time. Bonnie, yeah. you go on the road. Like, what's your what's your secret to remaining so happy during all this time? Well, or And have you? Because I was wondering, because like Natasha and I have a similar relationship to the one you guys have, which is that our love is based on this like r constant <laughs> roast of each other, yeah. which is working really well when we would leave town and right. come back right. and talk yeah. some shit and then leave town and come <laughs> back and talk some shit. Now we've been together for like a year straight and some of the it's getting a little rougher around the edges. It's horrific. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's I'm horrible. Oh, I'd rather, I'd rather live in a, live in a, a Lebanese tent with a yarmulke. Uh, I, no, Rich leaves every night to go no. to Walmart, which leads me to believe there's some kind of blowjob ring going on behind Walmart. You go to Walmart every night for what? Not every night. I go once in a blue moon. Exactly. I, Are you trying to do a set out front? No. I, you know, no, I'll go to the supermarket. Uh, you know, it when it's warm, you know, when it's nice, I can go play golf for four, four and a half, five hours, you know, or, and there was more outside gigs, you know, back in back here uh, in Jersey. You know, uh, now that it's cold, I mean, I try, I don't even have any projects around the house to do. I was landscaping all, uh, you know, spring and summer. And, you know, now I just, I go in the garage, I hit golf balls into my net in the garage 
I go downstairs, I work out, you know, we have a gym downstairs. I try to stay busy and keep away from, uh, you know, keep away from each other. And then we have our hour to it. And then we have our, you know. We, we do sometimes we'll be like, are you going to go downstairs and watch TV? I'll be up here. Like we do Yeah. try to keep. Well, I, cause I, you know, I, I'm trying to uh, learn a little more about politics. So I've been watching Madam Secretary. <laughs> So well, politics uh, is actually a lot of fun right now. I'm glad yeah. you're joining in now because it's been really good the last couple of yeah. years. It's uh, been fun. It was scary there for a minute. Thank, thank God I could put my red hat back on now without getting <laughs> my 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 high school team was the Cardinals, so I have a Cardinals hat, but I couldn't wear it for four years because people would think, "Oh fuck, I'm going to a rally or something." You know, no, it's uh, been a it's definitely been a bad time for red baseball caps, so, or, or a good time depending on where yeah, you live. That and little mustaches. You can't do the little mustache anymore. For a long time, that's been a problem. <laughs> he always goes this year. No, still can't. Well, you know. What about you, Bonnie? What's your What's your day like? What do you do to keep yourself sane? I make um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and all the laundry, and <laughs> it's so fun. It, I just yell at everyone all day long. I go, I walk around going like, what am I, a slave? And um, Your laundry is your varnishing an antique, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, they'll, you know, they all want different food. Like, it's not like the olden days where, like, the mom would put me- a meal on the table. It's like, you know, Raina, they'll order. Like, I'm a diner or something. You know, they'll be like, I'll get spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, but not like <laughs> like tonight. Rich was like, we're having um no, no. sausages and oh, onions. Oh, and- what a liar! I was at the supermarket on my daily run, and <laughs> Bonnie calls me there and says, "Do you want to have uh, pasta and sausage?" And believe me, it's it's vegan sausage, and she's gluten free and vegan, so everything is fucking bland. Excuse my language. So uh, I'm at the supermarket. And I said to myself, why should she have to make two different spaghettis, the good tasting one and hers? I said, you know what? I'll get the vegan sausage, nine bucks for four. I'll get the vegan sausage and I'll get a pepper and an onion. And we had a pepper and onion. I made her life easier tonight. And I could have made my own. I Listen, listen, I'm a survivor. I don't need, what are you kidding me? I bought shrimp. Did I you choose to- directly or what? <laughs> <laughs> You know how you can make a vegan sausage really flavorful? There's a trick to it. You just go to a Courtyard Marriott right outside of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and throw that bad boy right on the radiator (laughs) for the wait staff to come in. (laughs) Well, I think you guys are inspiring, and you seem like really fun parents, and... We do have fun. We we either are laughing or yelling at each other. I call... (laughs) I called my older daughters tonight. I talked to my, I mean, I have one daughter who's 30 years old, engaged, and the other one's married, 28. And uh, it, it's a great, you know, it's just great. The kids are great. Raina, purple hair, you know, uh, a product of Bonnie. And she's so cool. She's so, our, our 13-year-old is super cool. She's just super Natasha, cool. Natasha, Natasha always talks about your daughter as like the sort of paradigm of like a cool kid just so you know oh, yeah. well she just seems like engaged and funny and smart and thank you you know yeah likes you guys she doesn't hate you yet right or maybe she'll never she never will well I, you know i it's funny i was talking to somebody i was and we were driving a couple of weeks ago we we're in the car in the front seat my daughter was in the back 
and she went, "Hey guys!" Like it was so like, but <laughs> oh, you yeah, know, she was just having a conversation with us, know, but she called yeah. us guys. Hey guys! Like, no, but I I would never say that. To, I've never said something like that to my parents because they were divorced and never together. But I, you know, hey guys, like she's one. That, you know what I mean? <laughs> like not, just not, like not like hanging out. Yeah, not like hey mother, hey father. You know. Oh no, she calls us by our first names too. <laughs> she calls you Bonnie and Rich. Oh yes, I mean she'll say mom and dad too, but she uses Bonnie and Rich a lot, especially if you've fucked up or you've done something weird. She'd be like, "Whoa, Bonnie!" You know. <laughs> yeah, because Bonnie will flash her. Bonnie oh, runs no. by and flashes no, because her. because she's on, <laughs> no, because she'll be on Zoom at school, doing school, and then I'll be on the other side of the computer. Sometimes I flash her just to be. <laughs> you flasher <laughs> well i remember texting bonnie about like smoking pot and she's like no i never do that and then she's like reina checks all my messages or reina's on this phone too <laughs> and so i was like i didn't know you you end up sharing your your media with your kid i guess well yeah i just don't at this point i would turn it off like at the, at the point where i really probably should be sort of you know digging into her text messages i want to like figure out how to separate them because I don't want her to know my, it's like, it's hard to have, you know, actual conversations with people when you're like, oh, my kid could read this. Wait, so your kid has a cell phone. Oh, yeah. oh yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when did you give her a cell phone? When she was seven. What age? Seven? Eight? Eight? <laughs> How old was she? Uh, wait, she's 13 now. I don't know. Maybe eight or nine. No, I mean, not really that long eight. ago. I mean, well, she Maybe. she had a phone for a long time that didn't. You had she would just use it for games, like if you, you had to get Wi-Fi. Well, uh, probably. I wouldn't say nah, maybe nine and a half. They don't know. They don't care about the right answer. You just say no, you know, Natasha does. She's obsessed with the uh, technology coming to destroy the minds of all young people. Well, from what I understand. But listen, listen to the to what they're saying. The coolest girl, teenage girl you've ever met has had a phone for. Well, she's almost, not a teenager. She's thirteen, right? Yes. Yes. Well, and, the, the thing is, is that like she would rather hang out and like do stuff with Rich and I, like she loves playing games at night and stuff like that. But um, no, we she, get tired of dealing. We're like, go, we're not like, <laughs> don't you have a phone? Like, where's your phone? Go get your phone. Yeah, see, I, I agree with Natasha. Like my older daughters played sports. My one daughter was uh, second team, uh, all, all state second team in basketball in the state. You know, my daughters, I used to go to their games. I would sit there with Bonnie my ex-wife would be with her husband and I'd watch my daughter, you know, kids play bad, play. Well, you can't sit and watch your daughter play mind game, my, Minecraft. My kid is. But un- sitting and watching her play basketball sounds pretty awful. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Not for no, Rich. No. That's a man's man right there. No. He's varnishing furniture in the stands. He yes, used to no. get so mad though. And he would yell. No. Oh, he would embarrass them so bad. And I realized at some point that it's because he's because I had money on the game in his <laughs> <laughs> no, but Al Madrigal is obsessed with us getting our kid into sports because he thinks that is the secret to making sure a kid stays off drugs no no trouble at all if you get him into sports they will become non-troubled adults well, no, I, no, I, I think it's because they learn teamwork and they're out there with friends and you know, they're, they're hanging out, they're being social. They're not on fucking like this all day. 
you know, I think you had, look, growing up, that's all we do was going outside and play sports. I know, but I'm just saying it's during a pandemic, it's kind of difficult. No, we're suggesting that a good thing to do would be to get into indoor (laughs) sports right now. People here, though, do do it. Like, it's weird. It's people do stuff that I don't think they should do. You could take them out to the garage and I'll hit golf balls in front of them if you want. I mean, there's indoor tennis around here. You know, I just wanted to be active. Not- yeah, it's hard. My, my dad just got our two-year-old a robot, like an AI <laughs> robot, and it's like singing songs like, my friend Spencer, some, you know, like came over and I had too much screen time. And he keeps talking about screen time, oh my a robot. <laughs> and like my daughter doesn't know what screen time is. And it's like, and then my mom wanted to take away my iPad and I, I, I cried. And it's just like, she doesn't have that an is- iPad. Like I, I just don't, what, from what I understand, what TV passive passive technology is okay but like the whole thing with like the little kids like touching everything and then their synapses are going everywhere and they're learning how to you know they're 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 getting as addicted as we are i'm i'm more addicted to my phone now than i am than i was a year ago yeah you see kid little kids like swiping magazines they think like (laughs) no yeah but um, well the thing is is that like yeah like we get mad at her for do you know having too much screen time too and then you know i think like we got her addicted now we're like no i didn't get her addicted well the whole world did of course you're addicted to your phone too we all are i just go on twitter and i block people i block (laughs) (laughs) i've uh I I block no infraction. You just block preemptively block. Them. Oh no oh, no! It's uh, can I tell you something? Well, he doesn't understand Twitter, yes. so sometimes it'll be people that are actually defending him. So <laughs> somebody will say something mean to him, and then somebody else will be like, "You're the one who's the asshole." Oh, blocked. No, I, I like bet, that guy's sticking uh, up for you. I bet, I I I've learned a lot. I, he doesn't know how to click it to see the conversation. I blocked two thousand two hundred and seventy-one people so far. Uh, I, you can check your numbers. And- you want a um, you want a, a a tip that'll change your life? If you don't want to block people, because you know what happens when you block them, then they start tweeting like "blocked by Rich Vaughn." He, yeah. he likes that. I think. Oh, you that's something you're into. But anyway, this is a trick I learned because I didn't want to deal with that. Yeah. It's something called the force unfollow. It's a great technique. What? If somebody talks shit to you, you go to them, you block them. Then you immediately unblock them, which forces them to stop following you, and then you mute them. So they won't notice that they don't follow you anymore. They won't see you, and you'll never hear from them again, and then they can't tweet that that I was officially blocked by this ah. person. Well, I think there's a website that's somewhere blocked by blocked. But the thing is... A blocked by Rich Voss is a website? <laughs> I, I mean, a, twi- a Twitter handle or something. Whatever. <laughs> whatever I mean... But like, they used to... They, people used to constantly tweet at me and be like i don't know why i got blocked i was sticking up for him please help me like uh, look at listen i you know if you comment on on my wall and don't and it's semi-negative and you don't follow me automatic block automatic if you're not following me who who are you to comment you got you're gone out <laughs> well um just need I- people I like I, I think that if you don't have the tolerance for it, you know, why yeah. why bother? It's just um, so, oh my god. I go back. Just go back. Oh my god. Wait, so can you guys can we take a few calls and see if you could ha- share some of your wisdom with uh Yeah, wisdom or insult them. What whatever you feel is most appropriate. 
can do you are you guys up for that by the way rich rich early on in my career i don't know if you remember rich i opened for for rich at the punchline and he gave me a tag or actually he was just making fun of me from on stage (laughs) it was so funny that afterwards i went up to him at the end of the week i was like at the end of the week do you mind if i just keep that and start saying it about myself and he's like yeah i'm never going to insult you again when i'm on the road without you and it, it was in my first TV, my first TV spot live at Gotham was what a line. Was it? <clears throat> I used to do this bit about my hairy arms and I would pull pull it up about how they stopped right here. And I think Rich said it looks like uh, you you were a werewolf on, on a full moon. But I don't remember the exact line, but something like oh. you only you only looked up for a second or some version of something <laughs> like that. And some, it was so funny. I, some guy today on, on Twitter, uh, he wrote, I, I opened for a boss. He was so nice to me, so kind. It was very inspirational, all the stuff. And I just wrote back, bug off. <laughs> <laughs> you blocked him. <laughs> all right, yeah, let's do some calls. Okay, we're going to call Rose in Charleston. You guys are going to get to see her and see if we can help her. Okay. Look at the setup. They're real. Hey, Rose. Hi, Rose. Hi guys, oh, cool, Rose. Mm-hmm. We're here with with Bonnie McFarlane and Rich Voss and my husband Moshe and Natasha. Nice shirt. Hey y'all. How's it going? Is that shirt Peter Max? It's not. Rich, you. <laughs> Thanks for asking, though. A lot of people say that you're not that special, Rich. No, you're 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 surprising me on every level. This is an antique refurbisher. He's a fashionista. I just didn't know this about you at all. I, don't I mean, how do you think he got Bonnie? Yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. he's always saying like she got him, but that's obviously part of their shtick. The first time he met me, he asked me if my shirt was Peter Max. I'm not listening. I'm not saying that's Do you guys want to do a breakout zoom? The two of you just <laughs> rich and rose, just figure something out. Um, okay, Rose, what's going on? Oh my God. Okay. So I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. Peak it's civilization. Dope. That's a great city. My daughter yeah. went to one semester there at, 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 at a college there, but she bailed out. She couldn't handle it. Not the Citadel, <laughs> right? No, that's uh, no. All right. He's like, I don't remember the name of it, but uh, it wasn't that one. So you're, you're in Charleston. Yeah. A, a, truly a beautiful place. It is beautiful. Uh, I moved here specifically to be a community organizer with this interfaith nonprofit. And in a lot of ways, I love the work. Oh, are you like one of those kind of cool Christians who's like tricking people with your septum ring into (laughs) finding Jesus? (laughs) It would be easier if I was. I'm not a Christian at all. I had never been to church until this job. Okay. Um, So I don't know how I got here. But so I do community organizing and... um, I love it. And also I kind of hate it and I'm ready for a change. And I just like am very conflicted about making this big life change because it was never supposed to be permanent. But then I started getting good at it and made all these relationships and bought a house. But I really want to move somewhere um, with just like a little more going on, especially post pandemic. Um, Are all these questions this long? How do you how do you buy a house if you're working for a nonprofit? Yeah, right. Great question. Well, yeah, my you, my sister works for a nonprofit, and she's always like, she wants you to think she's Mother Teresa, but I'm like, you get paid so much. Like I, she, you know, I'm like, oh, I didn't know Mother Teresa had a boat. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a boat yet, but I also have a boyfriend. So Listen, it wasn't just you bought a house with your boyfriend? Yeah. How long have you been at this job? 
three years. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I, mean, you know, I can accept that, I guess. Do you like the city? Do you like Charleston? Uh, not really. I mean, it's it's beautiful because it's right on the beach, but that's about it. I mean, it's a world-class, one of the most beautiful cities in the United States. I mean, it's the, Charleston's gorgeous, but you want to be like where the action is. You want to make that shirt count. Yeah. Think, exactly. Like, got it. I, I got on this dating app for polyamorous people, and I swiped through all the options in like a minute. There are like nine people on the app. <laughs> there are no bike lanes in Charleston. <laughs> okay, got it. I think There I are literally it. zero bike lanes. So, so you you are living with a boyfriend that you bought a house with, right? Yeah. And you want to kind of leave everything behind, sell your house, move to the big city, and start fucking as many people as you can, kind of a thing. <laughs> and, yeah, in so many words. It's okay, like the it. opposite of Green Acres. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I should have just said that. To make what? the question shorter. Wait, Rose, what do you want to do? What 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 would you do in in New York? Which is clearly where you want to live. I don't want to live. I want to move to Chicago because I have a lot of people up there. Um, but everyone says it's shitty and cold. But anyway, I don't know what I want to do. There are a lot of not Chicago. You know what? Here's the thing. Everybody says I want to live in a city. I want nightlife. My do- my daughter was you know finally they bought a house. I was like, it gets tired. It gets no. I mean the whole city, the whole nightlife that gets tired. Well, you, you look, you're, you're about 23, whatever, 24, I don't know. But by the time... He used whatever, to work at the circus. I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, He's going to do your weight next. It gets rude. It gets rude very quickly. It's just my, this is just my dumb opinion. But you move outside of the city, in the suburbs somewhere. And if you want to go in the city, you go... We're an hour from New York or an hour from Philly. And we have an acre. And we never property. go to Philly. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> but we have an acre. Property. What I'm saying is, you don't want to spend the high prices in the city. You want to go in, get out, and still have a life outside of the city. You see what I'm saying? You know. But not when you're trying to fuck like diff- four different yeah. people a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't. Yeah, but she's got a boyfriend. She's got a boyfriend. She's not trying to do that. You missed a big detail, Rich. Yeah, what, yeah. Uh, he doesn't. He is, anytime there's a word he doesn't know, it kind of like it's like whoa. a seven second delay on both sides. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's like what happened to the school whoa, your daughter went to. Get her. They're in a. Uh, there's somebody you might like, Rose. Um, no, they're in a poly. They're in a polyamorous, uh, a polyamorous relationship, and that's part of the problem Rose is having. Is that in polyamorous means that it's open, open, oh, have an open so, right, Rose? So, am I saying yes? Am I speaking like, out of yes. class here? Yes. No, that's perfect. They have an open relationship, and she lives in the place in in a more conservative town than she wants to live. She wants to be in a party, a wild place. Oh, look it! I, I, listen, <laughs> I'm a look it. You know uh, what I'm saying is, right down the block from us, there's a house for sale. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> It's an hour. It's an hour outside of New York. It's an hour outside of Philly. It's five minutes from their place. Let, let me finish. Drop the pen. Drop it. Oh. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Charleston is just. There's not a lot going on. Like, and after the pandemic, like, I just want to be able to go out and have experiences and be in a place where there's culture and people. And oh, you gotta go outside of the U.S. then. <laughs> Charleston, like if there's the most U.S. city in the U.S. is Charleston. 
I would make. That I argument. got you. I but tell me if I'm wrong. Oh, oh Natasha, do you want to? You're you're over. You're over it. You're over Charleston. You're young. You you're not that into your boyfriend. <laughs> I love my boy. My boyfriend's the greatest person on earth. Would he go okay. with you? Hell yeah. Oh okay. Oh, so we're, we're in it together. Him. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Rose, let me let me see if this sounds accurate because this is what I'm getting from. Uh, there's a lot of hilarious stuff going on, but I'm trying to trying to focus and take you seriously. Um, <laughs> is that you're how old are you for real? Twenty seven. I think twenty seven. You're twenty seven. You own a house. You're kind of in a lightweight marriage, even though it's an open one. But but that doesn't really give you the excitement that you need because you live in Charleston. There's nobody to pick from. You got a grown up big boy job. Your big boy life. You live in kind of a not. I wouldn't say a slow city, but but not a, a vibrant city. And now you're going. Damn, I got oh, I got adult too quickly. I want to I want to throw a grenade at my life, blow it all up, and kind of start over and be like wild again, kind of a thing, right? Yeah, I, when me and my boyfriend talk about it, it feels like we settled into this thing that we didn't expect to be permanent, and now we feel a little trapped. Right, got it. And, and it doesn't just, feel like a great fit. So what's the plan, though? What would you do? Well, I have an, a job interview in Chicago next week, which feels very quick to me. But I, I don't know what I want. There are a lot of things that bring me a lot of joy and fulfillment, but I don't know how you choose. Yeah, how long did it take you to do your hair today? <laughs> Move to Chicago and double that. Why? It's the windy city. Oh, it's a windy city joke. Rich, Rich, that's too edgy. That's too much for this podcast. I'm just, I'm just throwing stuff out. Whatever sticks. sticks. I want you to, I want you to take a look at how much you're spending on hairspray. Double it. (laughs) Thanks, guys. That's really why I came tonight. I don't know if Chicago is where you want to be. Just like wherever. Any big city, just move to the suburbs and you can go in the city and do whatever you want. I'm in the suburbs. I don't want to go yeah, to the but suburbs. There's no big city by you that you could sit. I think he's and, suggesting yeah. Austin. No, oh, oh, she's not a comic. Uh, <laughs> she <laughs> loves Joe Rogan. <laughs> don't, a lot of comics are moving to Austin. Tosh, what are you thinking? Rose, you might be young enough to have never heard this phrase or this saying, but there's the, it's, it's a jump and the net will appear. Ooh, I like that. So you kind of have to like go there in, you just have to do it, you know? Yeah, I kind of think that that's right. I think Natasha's right. Like if you, if you're feeling ennui and unrest in the life choices you've made, you're young enough to make another decision. To me, your life sounds enviable. Like to me, it sounds cool to live in Charleston, which is like a super beautiful world-class city, have an awesome job where you're giving back to the community, own your own home and have love. And like your biggest problem is like, there's not a, enough cocaine and polyamorous <laughs> yeah, lovers. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like, okay. But Charleston will always be there. Yeah, no doubt. I'm, I, I think it's, it, there's nothing wrong with just t- like Natasha said, taking a leap and just seeing what's there. I'd rather mm-hmm. live in Charleston than Chicago. Hundred percent, but I would I wouldn't be caught dead living and, in Chicago. And, and there's nothing, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with being unwe if you don't know what it means either. Okay, you can I, be. I, I, say, I said unwe in our podcast, our last podcast, and he yelled at me. He was like, "Nobody uses that word." So yeah. thank you. And here we are. Yeah. Well, Bonnie emailed me, Rich, and she was like, "Would you mind throwing unwe in at some point?" Uh, we're surrounded by animals. No, I think yeah, especially at this point, it's like go go to Chicago. See, uh, move in a year. Why would y'all not be caught dead living in Chicago? What's that? I'm just from there. Old. 
It's yeah. cold. It's like, you know, the kind of cold in the winter where like your nose hair is like hurt, you know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's, and it truly is like gusts of wind, you know, it's, um, but Plus, I, think, I have a feeling that it would start. What the hell is that thing? That's a cat. <laughs> it's been trying to guest star on this podcast all night. <laughs> My feeling about Chicago is, has always been, if I want to live in a big city that gets super cold, I would just move to New York. It's why would, more expensive. Why not just live in New York? It's I mean, more expensive. Just, so what? Fuck it. Aren't you trying to live in poverty? Don't you have a stable life where <laughs> your financial choices have made your life good? You're leaving that all behind. So go be impoverished in a like 50 person loft in in you know in Bushwick and see what happens. Yeah. I think you could raise. I, I think you could rise to a higher part a higher career in chicago than you could in new york more quickly mm. new york is very hard mm. I, you could have a cool apartment there's world-class restaurants you know and the summers are glorious but wouldn't it start to just feel like a small i mean i feel like it would just start to feel small after a while anyway. anyhow thank you for calling <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> i tried to say something oh, bye <laughs> No, no, Wait, oh, no, no. no, I Rose, I, I think that, you know, it's like, but also we're, we've been to every city. We're comedians, you know, and we're assholes and we're all like, you know, 10 to 20 years older than you. So, you know, it's it's we have a different uh, if, if you're feeling that being drawn to it, you know, you're you're going to feel the same way in a year in Charleston. Right. So you just need to kind of like get it out of your system. This is what just, I, th- I, I think that like basically. What's that, Bonnie? I said you can always move back. I Here's mean, the thing. Wherever you go in life, you take yourself with you. Come on. I on saw that Lee. on a TikTok today. What's that? <laughs> I saw that on a TikTok today. You did? <laughs> oh, somebody else. Yeah. Somebody else is in recovery. Uh, <laughs> I Wherever mean, you a, go, there you are, that whole thing. Here's the reality, Rose. We're all experiencing this monumental restructuring of the way that we see our, ourselves because we've all, all right. spent a year like sort of indoors and realizing that our lives weren't the things that we thought made our lives, right? We all thought that our life, for me anyway, I thought my life was like going out, my friends, my family, like the work, going to, going to comedy clubs, performing. These were the kind of building blocks that made my life. And then when they took like 15 of those building blocks away, I was like, wow, I'm still alive. I'm just as alive as I was before this whole thing started, right? And so then you have now to- Now I sit. wear a ponytail. Now, now I've got to, exactly. <laughs> we all make- I don't match my socks anymore. I, I hold my spoon differently. Right. I burp whenever I want. Yeah, we all have made choices. I look up to see what polyamorous lovers are available in my (laughs) local area, whether my partner knows about it or not. We're the same in that way, Rose. Right, absolutely. So I'm I'm just saying like, isn't that true? Like everybody's kind of looking at their lives and going like, what's important to me? What what do I want to be? What's the next year of my life going to be? Sounds like that's what you're doing and you want to throw a grenade in your life. I think you should do it because you have the you have the runway left to do it. Yeah, great. I, just, I feel like I'm at a junction, and it, but it also feels too late. Like I've, I've made the, I've, I'm stuck here. No. Can I? Yeah, I don't can agree. I ask you something semi-personal? Are you watching Madam Secretary? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? Bring out, bring out my future. And you're, you're like recycling TikTok knowledge. What is this? I'm saying there's yeah, a lot yeah. of answers. There's a lot of answers on it with Madam Secretary. She solves a lot of problems. International. I think he's trying to say DC. It might be DC for you. Uh, Rose, you know what? You just have to do it. You owe it to yourself. Do it. Either take the dude or don't. 
you know, but you just, and also, you know, the universe will speak to you. If you get this job, then it's like, okay, well that's, this is like, there's forward momentum, you know, like you want to move towards, towards the momentum. So it's like, if, if you all of a sudden get a job there, then, I mean, if, if doors are closing in Chicago and it's not working out and it feels like a struggle, maybe that's not the place, but you know, you just kind of have to put your feelers out and see, see where you, where the momentum is, is pushing you. Mm-hmm. I also I feel, I feel like you're unimpressed with uh, what you've been getting from us, Rose. No, I love it's very helpful. I love it. Um, Just the other day, I was really confused about something. So I went to YouTube and watched Voss Roast, and <laughs> I think I came up with a lot of answers. <laughs> this is a roast of you that you want. <laughs> it is, I feel, I don't know when you know. When, I mean, it just, I feel like I've pigeonholed myself into the nonprofit. I don't know if y'all have worked for nonprofits, but it just feels like. Well, my career for a long time was a nonprofit. So yeah. <laughs> it's just, I feel like I've pigeonholed myself into this, this relatively toxic little industry. And I don't know what here, else I want to do. Here, here. I just realized though, this is what you have to really know about yourself. And then, you know, take, take it, take it however you want. But you know, you didn't even know, you just kind of fell into this job and ended up being really good at it. So it's like, you clearly are good at whatever the skills are that you've, you know, you're, you're, you have talent, you know, you have skills, you, people like you, you know, you moved up really fast. So what makes you think that's not going to happen in another job? You know, I mean, you just have to, <laughs> you, you have to just do it. You have to go for it. And then maybe that job in Chicago will lead you to another job in Philly or in wherever, you know what I mean? You just, you just have to kind of go for it and you're traveling light right now. You don't have a bunch of kids, you know? I just think from a bird's, from a bird's eye view, Rose, you describing your life to me is like, I got into community organizing. I make a good living doing community organizing. I own a home in a, in a really awesome city that's on the beach with somebody that I love. I'm like, I'm just having a hard time feeling like, Oh, this poor girl doesn't know where she's going in life. It's like, it feels like you got your shit together. If you want to throw a bomb into that, mix and and just leap and see where the net is i think that's a fine choice to she make works too. for a bunch of christians look at well okay <laughs> look how creative as creative as you are that you could take you know cookie cutters and make earrings out of them you might want to, you might want to look at your creative side you know what i'm saying the move like a provincetown or san francisco or something but this idea, this idea, though, Rose, that like everyone deserves to have some sort of vibrant and unbelievably like cutting edge, exciting life. Like, I don't like you deserve happiness. I don't know. I don't know if happiness lies in finding what your career. But this this equation of like my career is my is my my bliss. I feel like is flawed. I don't I don't so many people wor are working minimum wage jobs just for a corporation putting a thing into a box and putting tape over it. And those people have a way to find bliss too. So I don't know if going to Chicago is going to fundamentally change your feelings of like being bored in your circumstances, but it couldn't hurt. I think you'll have some fun. It's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rose, we we've we've given you a lot of different perspectives why don't you sit with it definitely go to your job interview and why don't you pick a few other places and a few other areas to apply for and kind of see what what sticks and where you see momentum and I think see that's the move. yeah i think you like should and and maybe after after really thinking about it you stay where you are but i like the yeah. momentum thing i like the idea of wherever i will end up 
I will end up there. And that's the abuse. universe speaks to you through circumstance. So when you start finding and different so when you start and also maybe looking for that synchronicity like oh this is oh oh in this meeting they said this and that's exactly the the skill that i want to develop more you know oh and then look we found an apartment you know you just have to kind of like really push at it it takes work i i uh, we should probably go yeah we gotta go go. let me say one last thing Mm -hmm. right before i i was uh Early on in my comedy career, I was like three years in, I had a choice. I came to a crossroads like you're talking about. I had nothing going on with comedy. Nobody was give- I couldn't get stage time in San Francisco. Nobody, I couldn't work at the punchline. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get any kind of activity going, but I knew I was funny. My brother was living in Israel and my best friend was living there too. And, uh, and I got into graduate school. Those, all all of the, three of those things happened at the same time. I was going to go to graduate school for social work. Uh, or I was going to move to Israel to go be with my brother and my best friend and like have a spiritual journey or whatever in Israel, or I was going to stay in San Francisco and like double down on this career that had given me no information that it was ever going to be successful. I, I couldn't decide. I truly just couldn't decide. My brother finally said like, sometimes there isn't an answer. Like, you know, they say like in, in, in like AA, they'll say like, look, search for God's will. And it was like, sometimes God's will or whatever the universe's will or the momentum is just the choice that you make. You create the momentum by making the choice. So I was like, I decided comedy, I'm going to do, I'm going to just do the comedy thing. These other two doors closed. Graduate school was gone. I wasn't going to go to Israel. I focused on comedy. The minute I started doing that, I got a gig to open for Rich Voss. <laughs> and ever since then, I got this tag. And ever since then, I've been, a, uh, you know. But, no, but, but by closing the doors. I opened, I made the momentum happen. And that's the reason that I married to Natasha. That's the reason I have a family. That's the reason I'm a professional comedian. Mm-hmm. If without that decision that I really made, uh, I would not have known that the universe had been planning this thing for me this whole time. So that's what you got to do. Make a choice. And, and the other night, a quick story, my wife and I were having sex. And I'm thinking the whole time, whatever happened to Albert Finney? What the fuck happened to Albert Finney? And you screamed out, oh, Madam Secretary. (laughs) Well, that was very helpful, especially that last piece. Good, good. I'm glad, Rose. Good luck out there. Thanks, y'all. All right. See you later. Bye. Watch Rose. Free on YouTube. (laughs) I know. I Should I put them in there? Yeah, go put the cat somewhere. All right. I mean, they're not bothering us, you guys. No, we like it. We just got like a little I guest love star. this cat. We had the Yorkie. We had our Yorkie for like four years. Uh, oh, that's so cute. I like dogs. But we got this cat. This cat's amazing. It's so cool. I personally would like, you know, a St. Bernard or a Shepherd, but you can't get a Shepherd and, you know, and have homeowners insurance. In- Is that true? I want oh, to get so, a no, German Shepherd. You got to pay extra or some people will drop you. You know, if you have... A German Shepherd? People drop you from well, insurance? Well, if if it's a, a Jewish insurance company, no, <laughs> no, I mean certain dogs. Certain dogs. No, I just no, I just thought of it. No, because I. So what I'm saying, these kinds of riffs will make it into your act no, if you want them, no, and you approach them after the week. I might act like I'm fucking with Ray. Hey, is it a party gig? No, I mean like if you have uh, Doberman Pitbull. There's certain dogs that some insurance companies will not give you homeowners because they attack. Because they attack. Whoa. You know. 
Oh, so, fuck. Well, maybe not a German Shepherd. Moshe wants a German Shepherd. I heard German Shepherd. He's too afraid to get a gun. Well, I just feel like a German Shepherd's more effective than a gun. You know, it's like I might get nervous and fumble. I'm, you know, no, a gun you can't have a gun in your house. Yes, cartoon I wouldn't style. let get a gun and he got a... I got a rifle. No, you didn't. I'm gonna. I've been taking. <laughs> That's why you go to Walmart. He's yeah. staring at the rifles. <laughs> no, he got a bow and arrow. Well, he I mean, does I, it all the time. He I have does a, it downstairs. I know how I'm gonna die. I have <laughs> a compound bow. I mean, I have a crossbow and a compound bow. But you know, whatever. So, since we have ten minutes, uh, we have. Um, like some secrets that people call in. So maybe we could play them and listen to them and then just make fun of them. Yeah. It's like a secrets hotline. People call and leave okay. them. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. Uh, I have a secret. I work in a two person department and since COVID I uh, can't, um, we alternate days and my coworker is sort of an ass and he makes me do all the work myself. So when he's not in the office, um, I will take his computer into the bathroom to poop with and watch YouTube videos because I don't want to get mine all toiletly. And he deserves it. So, bye. The Voss Rose. Yeah. <laughs> that's what she's watching in there. That's, what, that's the best place to watch it. People take a computer into the toilet? I mean, how does it get toilety? I don't yeah. get it. She means like a shit fumes. Oh. Okay. That's the last thing I want. There's fecal matter now on oh. it. Now a computer has to start my career. I would say most of the, I would say a third of the secrets are are petty revenge like this. Almost all of them are these teeny little revenges. Right. Be nice to people because they'll get even with you. Carmen. Although, I mean, taking somebody's, taking a computer into the toilet seems bizarre to me. You have your phone, you know. Right. Why not use your phone? That is weird. Especially if it's a desktop. <laughs> All right, let's play another one. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. Um, this is my secret. When I was probably 12, just like slightly pre prepubescent age, my neighbor came over just as I had gotten out of the shower. Um, and I was pretty, I'm still a nudist, but I've always been one. So I was running around the house naked when he walked in and caught a glimpse. So I ran upstairs and panicked. And my plan was to put on a outfit that was all nude. So nude stockings, nude tank tops, and go back downstairs and make sure that he saw me a second time. So that he would think that the first time he saw me, I was actually just wearing that skin tight <laughs> nude outfit the whole time. All right, bye. And right then, Chris Hansen walked in with a camera. <laughs> Is there more? Hold on, keep playing it. That was it? Did she do it? I didn't understand. Yeah, she was like, yeah, thanks. So she ran down. That's so weird that Rose from Charleston called in for advice and a secret. Yeah. <laughs> also, nudist. I, that's an interesting idea. Like, it's also interesting to be like, I was a nudist when I was twelve. Yes. I just don't even. I guess I don't know what it that seems is. Very, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Would a twelve-year-old think to do that? <laughs> oh, you think it's a lie? <laughs> I don't. Know. Yes. <laughs> Feels like a lie. All right. All right. If it was me. I'd have to put on a really baggy 
Cream colored outfit. That's not true. Yeah, I'd have to go grab a, a baseball bat and sort of hoist it around my waist. And just be like, oh, this is what you saw. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, we'll do one more. So my secret has to do with something um, I think most young women in college have often thought about, and that's becoming a sugar baby. And now because of COVID-19, I would only be interested in exchanging photos and other kinds of sex for money. And over the past two weeks, I've been downloading and deleting then re-downloading the various sugar daddy apps and not engaging um, and only really putting half-assed pictures of me online and not just my ass, but like blurry pictures of my of my legs in like tights or something. I don't know. It's like the pre pathetic. Um, but my biggest qualm uh, with me being a sugar baby is not my boyfriend or my morals or lack thereof. It's, it's that I'm most probably going to have a semi public political career. And I don't really want my 19 year old titties to haunt me when I'm in my forties. Um, but on the other hand, I would, do I would like some more disposable income to uh, funnel into Bitcoin. Plus, chatting up lonely and horny rich men sounds kind of fun, and it would give me a healthy ego boost. And I would love to know um, if either of you have ever considered being a sugar baby um, when you were a young adult. Anyways, uh, love the pod, love the Jewish content. <laughs> what comic is that? That, that was the most Gen Z secret of all times like i know for sure i'm going to be the president but for now i was thinking about i need some extra money to invest in bitcoin but were you guys sugar babies when you were young it's like, they didn't have that if she's waiting to 40 to start her career she's in trouble well no she was like i hope they don't surface when i'm 40 but that's when you'd want them to surface you know what i mean that's what i used to look like Oh, the, you want to when you want to spike, you want to spike. In, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, Natasha, did you ever think about doing anything untoward in your early life to, for mean, disposable income? I would. And currently, I, no, I have money now. But when I didn't have any money and I was like new in LA, I uh, I, I worked for I did some jobs with a dominatrix. I told you about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not exactly a sugar baby. I mean, I didn't do anything like we like tarred and feathered this guy and like squirt oh my God. That's so squirt his <laughs> you're canceled wait he was he was, he was just a he was a white guy who wanted to be humiliated by it's like okay. seven women <laughs> all right he was okay. white he was white it's okay <laughs> and i mean it wasn't like real tar but like i remember getting paid like 200 dollars, and we had to shoot water guns in his asshole and i don't know i oh thought it was God. funny I remember one time this girl wanted me to spray monster glue in her hair. Oh, stop it. <laughs> it's gorilla glue. Oh, it's gorilla glue. You didn't see that video? Did you see the video of the girl? Yeah, no. there's a video going around of a young lady that put gorilla glue in her hair thinking it would... I don't know what she was thinking, but it was bad. It it's ended bad. up... It was She's like she a... wanted it to be like slicked back like that. And yeah, then no. she couldn't get it. Oh, she didn't... I thought she didn't know it was gorilla glue. She knew it was Gorilla Glue. She just, she had a product that she ran out of that she did it. And then, oh. and, and, and she ran out of it. So she saw the Gorilla Glue there and she thought, oh, well, this should work the same way. Oh Thinking God. that she would be able to just shampoo it out. And of course, she had to go to a Special plastic doctor. surgeon 
She went to the ER. They could do nothing. They did nothing for her. And she had to go to a plastic surgeon who somehow understood um, like science and was able to put the right oh, they got products together that broke down the glue. They got it out? Mm-hmm. Oh. She ran her fingers through her hair this afternoon, everybody. <laughs> oh, I was She's so fine. worried about. She's fine. I remember the crazy glue man when he was stuck on that girder. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I think that sex stuff, if you can handle it, it's not that, you know, but I just think you don't want to be too emotional about, you know. Well, sugar babying is weird, right? Do you know? I don't know exactly what is that. Is it like a website or something? It's I think that there's maybe multiple websites, sugarbaby.com or something like that was like the original. I think that now there's multiple and it's like it's like sex work light. Maybe they like go on dates. It's all under the veneer of this isn't sex work, but I'm here to flirt with you. And then it, it it's very time modern. consuming. It does sound time consuming. Wait, don't you, they don't go out on dates with them and they, stuff. Like- they go on dates. So it's not like real sex work where you're just like, here's yeah. your fee. Yeah, I let's just have to do a, the hand job real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, and then these guys like they get jealous and then you got to text with them. It just seems like a lot of work. It's like pretending to be someone's girlfriend. Oh I think God. actually, why don't we should do a call? We should do an episode with a real sugar baby to explain to us w- what, what the difference. Stuff, right. Yeah. You get tricked on or something. Isn't like that. Isn't it very sex positive? Is that like what sex positive is? Like it's like doesn't I think it's, s- it's not. It's not a negative experience. Like I think, like twenty years ago, it was considered a little more negative. I think that there's probably sugar babies that experience it really positively, and sugar babies that are ashamed to be doing it. I think, like like anything, probably. It's I want I want to do it, but then I have to find somebody who's eighty five to ninety. <laughs> <laughs> you got to unblock some of those people on Twitter and find somebody. <laughs> Wait, so can you tell everyone where we can find your podcast and, and you know, just... Uh, anything else you got going on? Here's the thing. Uh, our podcast is on Laugh Button. It's called My Wife Hates Me. Uh, <laughs> the, the, I'm telling you, if you two haven't seen it, this is the best roast in the history of... <laughs> no, listen to me. I'm telling you, it's free. I I've, seen, I've seen clips. I know Bonnie was, was the MC, right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure she wrote a lot of it. It's Voss Roast. It's free uh, on YouTube. And... February 19th will be coming out on Comedy Central in the Patrice O'Neill documentary. I saw I saw a, a, a billboard for that and I didn't know what it was. Were you involved in making it or are you just in it or what? T- tell us about that. He's got a fucking billboard. He, he's, he's dead and he's getting better than me. Uh, Even dead he's better than me. Uh, no, we were, it, we were in it. You know, I was good friends with Patrice. And yeah. So was Bonnie, and uh, I was way better. Uh, so we're, you know, we're just in the dark. But this is, you know, this is gonna, be, it's gonna be. I a couple of people saw it already. Called me today and said it's really good. That's awesome. I'll definitely watch that. Yeah. So I, what is? I hate my wife. No, my no. Oh please, Jesus! Please, it's my, <laughs> my wife hates me. My wife hates me. That makes more sense. And I came and, up with the title. And the Patrice O'Neill documentary, February 19th. Is that right? The documentary is February 19th. Yes. You know, this has been, this uh, pandemic has been good for my career and Bonnie's, you know, with the King of Staten Island, HBO Max, the documentary, the, you, and, and uh, you, you, just when you think it, just stuff always, it does, it always falls in your lap. Something always comes along. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
matter of fact, tonight I'm going to go in my room and go online and try to find a sugar baby. <laughs> you don't need one. You have a, a you have a darling wife. Yes, thank you. Uh, yes. She's my best friend. Ew. <laughs> she's how could you funny. hate that? She's, Bonnie, how could you hate that? She's you know <laughs> and we each have our own separate bedrooms. It's yes. great. You know Do you uh, really have separate bedrooms? Yes. Uh, yes. Recommend yes. it. After sex, I'm like, hey, you gotta run. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, so you wait so you could still have the experience of being like a young asshole but then you're still married and in your house i always give her one of my cds as a parting gift <laughs> take this you take this for yourself the sugar the sugar baby callers listening right now like what is a cd what are you talking about <laughs> oh wait oh wait i have to say one thing before they go yes what Rich is one of those people who brings Bonnie coffee. Oh, in the morning, you bring her coffee every morning. Oh, yeah, of course. You <laughs> kick her out at night and bring her coffee in the morning. Yeah, I mean, uh, we 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 switch roles back and forth. Yes, I bring her coffee, and I I get up, I get the coffee ready at night. I get up, make the coffee, bring her a nice cup of coffee, and you know, if I'm downstairs and she wants the second cup, who runs upstairs? No, yes. <laughs> I do. I'm telling you. Wait, so Bonnie, you kind of like luxuriate in your own private bedroom. Yeah. And then like, the, are you awakened by Rich or are you sometimes up kind of like, is no, there a bell you can ring? Up. No, he gets, one thing, uh, our daughter, the most amazing thing about her, she gets herself up and into school. Like even when she was taking the bus, she would get herself up and take the bus. Like I never got up with her. I mean, I would sometimes have to go to the bathroom or something. But how do you do that? Did you train her, or was that on her own? I don't know. She just, I just never offered it as a maternal (laughs) item. You're like, if you want an education, you're gonna have to get up and go. Like this is what everybody does. I didn't tell her. She looks uh, in her her brown paper bag lunch, and it's one of Rich's CDs. She's like, wait, this isn't lunch. Wow, the fact that you say she's amazing because she. Has an alarm on her phone. I mean, she gets herself <laughs> But then I, like, then I wake, then Rich gets up and then he makes coffee and then he brings me in a coffee and then. That's amazing. And Rich, I know a lot of 12 and 13 year olds who like whose parents are like completely, you know, consumed by the morning routine. So that is pretty amazing that yeah. that Raina's kind of like, you know, got that autonomy. Yeah. Well, that, you guys are awesome. Well, Rich, powder. I tell her that all the time. <laughs> that what? What is it? I said, it's my favorite thing about her. I tell her that. Is that she leaves? <laughs> but Rich, that's really inspiring. And I was. I what was do you mean it's inspiring? Because I. You, feel- you don't mean it's inspiring. You mean you want me to do it. Yes. <laughs> that's, not in- that's not what inspiring means. It's just, I, he's either, better either, than me. Here's your deal. Either bring her coffee or move to fucking Israel with your best friend and your brother. <laughs> okay, stupid. How hard is it to make fucking coffee? <laughs> I would love to get coffee in the morning, honey. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. It's been great having you on. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys so much. Uh, listen so to My Wife Hates Me. Oh. And uh, we love you. And yeah. we hope to see you in L.A. soon. Yeah, I'd love to thanks, see you guys, guys again. Thank yes. you so much. I know. How about how about hanging out in person again? It's been great having you on. Thanks. Thank you. Bye, guys. Oh, they're sweet. That was a, what I call a laugh a minute. <laughs> well, when the Gen Z girl just started roasting Rich. I mean, that was awesome. <laughs> 
But Moshe, I do feel like I could have trained you better. Well, here's the real problem. Because you had never had a girlfriend. So I could have been like, yeah, so here's how it goes. Here's like, what I girlfriends kind of sleep are. in. <laughs> and then you make the coffee at night. You get it ready at night. That's what men do. And then the next morning, you And bring I wouldn't it to have me. known any better. Yeah, you, you would have just been like, oh, I guess. You know, like how the same way you had to be monogamous. Right. <laughs> I, I had like, heard it. I had heard of that. <laughs> I had heard of monogamous. Um Listen, you want me to make you coffee? I'll make you coffee. The problem is I get up uh, uh, exactly a half hour later than you. Right. That's because you go to sleep at like three in the morning like a teenager. Well, what can I do? I am who I am. I, I'm tr- I have to go varnish an antique. <laughs> I meant to bring this up to them, but Natasha, did you know this? Speaking of millennials, this feels like it'll wrap up our episode. That the, the, mar- the uh, antique market is apparently cratering. Because millennials and Gen Z, Gen Z is the one under millennial. They don't have any use or respect for antiques. It's like it's not useful to them anymore. And so they want like new stuff that's like, you know, tech they can plug in. But new stuff's ugly. Regardless, the aesthetic of the younger generation is moving away from old, beautiful things and into like uh, modern, functional things. And as a result, apparently, I read an article, the the value and the market for antiques is, is cratering. So I guess good news, we'll be able to get stuff at a deep discount. More for me. More for me. I love old things. I'm very attracted to them. They're made with, they're made better. Yeah, they are. That's true. I mean, I, I if you want, I mean, we got that stupid IKEA easel today, and it was just like, it's already the second one I've gotten, and it just feels like it could fall apart so easily. And I'm just not. I don't know. I like I like curves. No, I like I like old stuff too. But I, I don't underst- like like block furniture. But I, I I also understand the I understand why antiques aren't useful if your thing is like okay i just want something that's super functional and modern i don't want something i have to spend a bunch of money to buy and then spend a bunch of money to repair and then once it's repaired it still will be so old-fashioned i can't plug my iphone into it i guess i kind of get it plug your iphone into a chest of drawers (laughs) that's how functional they want their furniture oh my god natasha your aesthetic <sighs> is one of the things I love about you. Well, thank it it you. made this beautiful place that we live in. And whenever I see a, an antique piece of furniture that's cluttering up our yard, <laughs> you know what I think? <laughs> I think I love you. I love you. T- I think I love you too. I think so. 